The first time we're doing it in, in a venue How good. <laughs> with people around. How good. It's a very strange experience. We're used to the four of us in the studio. <laughs> but we have an exciting show coming up to preview the big dance. That's not too far away, of course. Brisbane and Collingwood. Uh, uh, we've got Coach Cole who's going to join us on the show as well. Excited for him. He's ready to go. One of the Three-time Premiership coach. Of the game. Um, so... Good evening to you. I'm Sam and Hen, of course, joined by Jason Evans down the back, Jerry NG, and Liam Cole. Hey, first of all, how are we feeling for Grand Final Week? It's it's pretty much the best week of the year and best week in Melbourne. There's, there's always, no time like it. There's always a buzz in Melbourne in the Grand Final Week. You can just feel it, sense something, Jerry, can't you? Yeah, well, I'm selling footy records inside and outside for G. So. Wow. Very much looking forward to it. <laughs> oh, go see high mates rates discounts if you go see oh. here at the MCG. You <laughs> heard it here first on the sports desk. Uh, I can only summarise it in a sentence. The more things change, the more they stay the same. First time in 20 years, Collingwood versus Brisbane at the MCG of the big dance, yep. Sam. It's one of the more exciting games. Two best teams all year, you could argue. Yeah, 100%. Uh, we, we've probably got the best grand final waiting ahead of us. So it's it's going to be interesting. We're going to break that down uh, later in the show. Uh, as we mentioned, Coach Cole coming up. It's going to be very exciting. Uh, it's, it's my favourite show of the year. But before we get into it, some of our favourite grand final moments. Uh, what, stum- what sums stick out for you, Jerry? Oh, well, the Bulldogs in Sydney 2016, that was the first ever grand final I ever went to with my dad. So thanks to AFL for that. Tom Boyd with that 50 metre pump to get him that first premiership in you know, 60-odd years. And then the Hawks 3 Pete, one was... 
with Buddy, two were without Buddy, and then one of them was years, against Buddy. Yeah, exactly. And then five years ago, Sheed from the boundary line <laughs> against all the Collingwood supporters. They uh, were, Collingwood were five goals up. I mean, the fact that he could do that on the biggest stage. Was it a block from Maynard? Oh, let oh. it play oh. out. What is it going to do, think? Was it a block by Maynard there? <laughs> oh, yeah. let's not think. Uh, Leo, Barry, you star for me. I think the five and six grand finals, uh, to have two teams back-to-back in the grand final again and then the opposite winning... The, the following year, I think, was funny. And then there were plenty of stories I've heard around of pubs of people <laughs> who watched the replay <laughs> of the, the 2005 in 2006. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that <laughs> wasn't the greatest of ideas. So. And Paul Ruse was quite modest after the 2006 grand final, conceding that it was probably the fairest result possible for Sydney to win one in 05 and West Coast to yep. do it over the same club the following year. Leo Barry, you stars up there with probably one of my first football memories myself. Uh, as much as it was a blowout, 2021 was a satisfying watch at Optus Stadium, seeing Melbourne break a 57-year drought yep. in 2021. And at Optus Stadium, fantastic. Also against the Dogs, so that would have been, that would have been a little fun ride for them. That, those are some of the highlights for me, as well as, oh no, Liam, block your ears, Matthew Scarlett's Topoke, 2009 oh, in the mate, wet. you can't say that. It's... <laughs> Stitching your own up Some of the great grand final memories have been happening in the recent years, and hopefully that repeats again because Melbourne gets really alive for the grand final. And uh, we can ask for good contests. We are going to steer away from it uh, as we normally do. We start off with the news in the first segment, and uh, well, we will congratulate. uh, It's been a few days now, and I'm sure it's the last thing on Lockie Neal's mind, but uh, the Brownlow medal. Uh, second time, I think, for him. Uh, so congratulations to him. Uh, it's always exciting. Love the Brownlow medal. He might uh, no longer become the forgotten Brownlow medals because I can never remember who won it in 2020. It was Lockie Neal. Yeah. Two oh. Congratulations to you, Lockie Neal. Two-time Least, Brownlow's now up there. Was he the one last time, time that had the person put it over? Uh, he had to put it on himself. Because yeah, COVID, yeah. So <laughs> at least this time someone, his coach put it on Fagan, him. yeah. Um, so that's exciting. Also... Uh, oh, I don't really talk about too much, much other codes, but we have to mention it. The NRL Grand Final, <laughs> the Panthers and the Brisbane Broncos. Let's be honest, not many of us in this room What's are that? interested in that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're that's already tuning Sunday away already. <laughs> at 7.30. Uh, and then interesting one here, Callum Mills. If you've heard yeah. about it, he's torn his rotator cuff in some mad Monday celebrations. Trying to wrestle, yeah. A rotator cuff. Trying yeah. to wrestle a teammate. Yeah, silly boy. He's a vice-captain as well, so... <laughs> Yeah. Not great. So there's nine that. to twelve months usually is the common. Uh, so his yeah, twenty twenty four is pretty much three quarters of it is gone. I'd say so. I They're mean, projecting as far as halfway through the first half of twenty twenty four AFL season. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I'd I'd love to see John Longmire's face when he heard that news. That he would not be happy. Mate, he horse. was probably in the room. The horse. The horse that's, is probably. Happy. He could be. Yeah, he yep. could be. Uh, steer away from footy for a second. Do you, uh, Liam, have the yes, ODI results? I do have okay. some cricket. So Australia beat India last night in the three-match ODI series ahead of the World Cup. So Australia batted first. They made 352. And it was the top order, really, that really performed well. Mitch Marsh, 96. Steve Smith, 74. David Warner, 56. And also... Manus Labuschagne, who's in really good form at the moment, 72. Jasper Bruma, probably the pick of the bowlers for India, got three wickets. And then India got bowled out for 286. And Glenn Maxwell, he got four for 40 off 10 overs. So good to see him back and ready for the World Cup. So India beat Australia in India 2-1, Sam. 
Exciting. Uh, last bit I've got here is on the Fox Footy's longest kick that returns. Uh, it's a, I enjoy watching that in the morning. Yep. It's always interesting to see. So here are the contestants for this year. We've got James Sicily from Hawthorne, Adam Saad from Carlton, Trent Rivers from Melbourne, Mason Redmond from Essendon, Jamara Oogle-Hagen from the Western Bulldogs, Daniel Rich recently retiring Ooh. from the Lions. It'd be a bit sad though. Like, well, um, it's got a long left foot. It's longest yeah, kick Richie. rather than playing on the turf on grand final day. Yeah, It'd be a bit yeah. bittersweet, I think. Um, Isaac Smith recently retired as well. And then the wild cards here, Daniel Gorringe. Oh, no. <laughs> Is Dill Buckley in there? Uh, no, it just says Daniel oh. Gorringe. Brendan Favola, he's still going. You know, he's He won it a couple of years ago. Retired again. I, I thought he stopped playing footy a long time ago, so but only a couple of months ago he stopped playing local footy as well. So you want a premiership he as well to cap it off. Yes. How bold was he to turn up at the Collingwood training session this week in a yes, Brisbane jumper? Wowee. Uh, and then the last one here from uh, a future draftee from the Tasmanian Devils. Uh, it says here Ari Schoenmaker. So definitely exciting to see that. Uh, so that will come up as well. Grand final day uh, at 11.30, I think it is. Uh, last bit of news from you, Jerry. Yeah, my stick to footy here. So Vale power legend Jeff Motley. So he passed away aged 88. John Cahill said he was a born leader of the Port Adelaide Footy Club. He played 258 games, kicked 156 goals, um, nine premierships. I dream of one premiership, nine premierships, <laughs> four BNFs, captain of a Port Adelaide Football Club from 1959 to 66. So he was a true legend and pioneer of um, South Australian football. So condolences to his friends and family. All right. All right. Well, when we come back, we'll be chatting with three-time premiership coach, Coach Ooh. Cole, at Coach Cole Four Official <laughs> on Instagram. Four times. Sorry, got that wrong. You're listening to the Sports Desk Grand Final Show, live from the Mount View Hotel in Richmond. And as tradition, footy songs galore. Holy Grail. Oh, what yeah. a great time. Hunters and collectors, holy grail, of course, on the sports desk on Sin for the special grand final show. We'll get to hear a bit of the holy grail grand final day. Um, Mark Seymour's performing at halftime, which is very exciting. But we are very excited to be joined by Coach Cole. Thanks Welcome. for having me. Thanks for having me, guys. How are you? Great. <laughs> Four-time premiership coach. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Let's get that one right. Just like Exactly. So how's this week for you? How's the build-up uh, in grand final week for you? Well, it's, it's a busy month all round. You yes. Know? Like the, and, and the commitments start building in as we get into grand final week. You're doing functions. You're revving up the crowd. You're getting behind the atmosphere. And it's just a, it's a time for excitement, isn't it? The, the city comes to life. Yeah. It's, uh, I love it. I absolutely love it. No, one year I had away uh, five years ago and I said, never again, never am I taking a holiday in this week because it is the best week. There's nowhere else in the world you'd rather be than Melbourne this week. And, and even more so at the G yes. on the day. Have you been yeah. to a grand final yourselves? Yeah, no. Doggies grand final. Well, yeah, I heard you yeah. say that. Yeah, I mean, that was brilliant. I mean, it could have been close, but uh, Brisbane were too good last <laughs> week. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's all right. That's all right. Carlton had a great year. Yes. No, no. I've very been blessed with uh, the excitement from... He's from let that. us know over the years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, we might get into the, the nitty-gritty. Um, oh, yeah. Bit. Dive. So, Big dive. as a coach, you yes. obviously have a few list cloggers on the list and you want to oh. encourage them. But anyway, what's the biggest spray you've given as a coach? Because sometimes three-quarter time, you're down by a lot. Yes. They, they look flat. You've got to get them revved up. So... Keep it PG a bit. Well, I'll, yeah. tell you, I'll tell you what I, I did do once. Uh, 
it wasn't during a game, but we were training, and uh, the yeah. boys weren't playing training that well. And I brought him in, and it's all about perspective. And I brought him in, and it was a full moon, and I looked up at the moon, and I said, have a look at that. And they all looked up, and I said, we've put men on that moon. All I'm asking you to do is play a decent game of football. <laughs> and then they went out there that weekend, and, and, and we beat the top side. Oh, wow. Yes, man. Yeah, there exciting. you go. So that's probably, I think, the most impactful spray I've given. It doesn't always have to be angry. It doesn't always have to be, you know, M-rated or R-rated, as you would say. <laughs> it's it's, it's what, how you deliver it and, and, and how, you, how you get them inspired. Yep. Uh, tell us about the actual feelings on grand final day. What, what's the stress levels oh, like look, as a coach? Once you've been there many times, I'm, I'm fine. You know, <laughs> it's easy. It's just like having another drink of beer. <laughs> <laughs> Coach Cole, were you there as a player as well? Um, well, look. And coach? Or? Well, yes, I've, I've played in grand finals, but uh, I'm, no, I'm known for my coaching prowess. Yeah. No. You know, I mean, uh, that's, that's how I be, you know, got into being a coach, mm. you know. Do you know that story about me being a coach? Oh, no, tell, tell us. all about it. Well, it was, <laughs> it was sort of put on me. My, you know, like it was, a, it was a destiny. My, you know, my parents, Colin and Colleen, called me coach. <laughs> so I thought, well, obviously this is where I'm heading. It's like, you know, Melody Gardot, have you heard of her? Um, Guess what she does? <laughs> what does she do? Well, she's a singer. Uh, there you Melody go. Melody Gardot. <laughs> Biff Tannen from the, the Back to the Future likes to have a punch, right? Yes. Yeah. And then you've got that bloke, uh, you know, he runs the, the sheet metal fabrication with his, with his buttocks. Oh, right. <laughs> it's still side bottom. Oh, yes. Uh, of course it is. Yes. Oh, so, it's amazing. all in the name. On, it's yeah. all in the name. It's all in the name. So what's the message that you would give the boys coming into the grand final? Look, the first five minutes are always hot. Yeah. Right? So it's the team that composes themselves quickly, or the quickest, that gets the ascendancy. So you've got you to bear that pressure early, take the hits... And, and then settle into the game. Because after that, it's just like a normal game of footy. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah. I was going to say, but what is your predictions and feelings for this weekend? Because it, oh, I think Shammy. it is a very hard game to look at. Shammy, men and hay. It is. <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, it's a difficult one. I mean, there's so many, so many things you're looking at, right? Yes. I mean, for one, we, we all know this whole hoodoo that uh, the Lions have got at the G. Yes. Right? That's one. But it's going to be a hot day. So that mm. favours them, right? Interesting. Now, I think they've got more firepower than Collingwood. Like, yeah. They've just got more match winners. Yeah. But then Collingwood are playing that real grind. They're finding a way to win. So, look, I, I think it's going to be, be, be tight. But uh, I think history is going to repeat itself like 20 years ago. And I think the Lions are going to get up. And I, 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 should, I mean, I probably should have looked into it. But how often do we have 20 years ago the same grand final Yeah, replay? 1990. Yeah. Well, and 1990. Well, not, not the same play. Sorry. Yes. I was going to say Collingwood won in 2010 and they won in 1990. Yep. But uh, I don't think it's, uh, it's happened probably not since the VFL days. The, the other thing they've been saying this week... You would know, you're a especially man. Oh, he loves his snaps. Oh, yes, it is a good time to bring it up. Yeah, well, uh, we've saved it for the grand final show. But if you've been listening, Jerry, who's a part of this show, you may recognise him uh, from when he was a bit younger. When he was... How old, these, these, how old are you, boys? Nine. Eight. Eight. I was nine. Oh, so. Okay. So when Jerry was nine, I mean, you can talk us through, but the AFL did a campaign uh, for multicultural rounds, and Jerry was the stats kid. Yeah, so my family's from Timor Leste, obviously, multicultural background, and then for multicultural round, I was pretty much the face of AFL. Had my little stats book, did every game, watched it on radio, listened, all that, and then got to meet Bruce McAvaney. He was my hero growing up, and 
got to take a photo with the best commentator ever to live pretty much in Australia. And he, it was just incredible. And the fact that I was so young and now I want to, want to become a sports journalist, it's full circle 10 uh, years later. Mate, if you believe you can, you can. Yeah. You keep going. There you go, coach. Right. There I'll you coach go. you through it. <laughs> <laughs> so how are your stats? What's your favourite stats? I can do a balance from... 2000 onwards, but it'll take I can do it from 1980 onwards. Oh, yeah, you got it. We started 2000. Shane, oh, my well, Woden. Oh, that 2000, 2001 was um, Ackermann. Well, two was Simon. Oh, no. <laughs> we could be here forever. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I, I do have this piece of audio. This might embarrass Jerry, but this is him when he was I nine years old. These little kids in the room. My name is Jerry. My family is from East Timor. I'm nine years old and I love stats. Um, this is Carlton versus Hawthorne. The Hawks won by 28 points. The stats that are important to me are goals behind, rush behind, and leading disposals. Yeah, so there, there's a bit of it. <laughs> um, you can find that on stats. AFL. Yeah, um, well, yeah, I love the, the interview aspect as well, and yeah. add it on top as well. So, yeah. yeah, well, my dad's actually here. I think down there, so Rock gave the old man himself later to come say hi. But, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, no, it, it is a funny tidbit. So if you look up Jerry the Stats Kid, because we'd been doing shows for half a year and it somehow just came up on conversation and then it just clicked and I was like, wow, I remember that. It was just a very bit of a spin-out moment. Ah, yeah. But, uh, Coach, you. tell us about the new world of sports. The new world of sport. Well, I was inspired. I actually visited Sin Radio... <laughs> At the end of last year, and I thought I want to I want to do my own show, and it was there that the the concept for New World of Sport was born, and it's a show that uh, is on my YouTube channel. Yep, you can check it out. We have great guests that come in, big legends of the game. Richo, Richo, yep. you know he, we're trying to get him a statue at the G. Uh, oh, yeah. Anthony Kudafidis, <laughs> they're all on there, yeah. and uh, we have a laugh. We, we we're also broadcasting live. Uh, if you check our frequency, one sixty nine point five seven, you can tune in and listen to that. Very, very exciting. Um, any last thoughts Last thoughts from you, Coach? Well, look, it's, it's what it comes down to, isn't it? The last Saturday in September. We breathe it all year, and uh, we're finally here. And, uh, look, enjoy it. Everyone that, that loves footy, get amongst the city, get amongst the, the, the excitement. Do you guys love footy? Yes. Get amongst it, get excited, <laughs> because you won't see this kind of stuff every, every year. Because sometimes we have things like COVID and it gets sent off to bloody other other states. <laughs> yeah. And you never know when that's going to hit again. Oh, well, we hope not. We oh. hope not. Because no, honestly, I, I feel like I've seen a resurgence since COVID. It, it's like everyone, like, didn't want to take things for granted. So the, the crowds that we've had this yeah. year have been amazing. Scoring. Yeah. Awesome. Been very exciting. All right, well, thank you very much, Coach, for joining Thanks, us. Coach. coach Cole, official on Instagram, Twitter. Where else are you? Oh, TikTok. Yep. YouTube. Uh, <laughs> my, my, my assistant's got this other one just for my only, only fans. Like, <laughs> but only, only fans of my kids. Oh, PG, PG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we might be related, I think. My oh, yes, Liam Cole. Cole. We didn't... Right, there you go. I think we might be... I uh... think we'll be following the track down. We yeah. 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 Oh, damn. There we go. All right, when we come back, we'll start to be breaking down the big dance. Collingwood and Brisbane, this is the grand final show on the sports desk on Sin. King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, footy, footy, on the sports desk grand final show live at the Mount View Hotel uh, in Richmond in uh, one of the best weeks of the year. Uh, it's time now to break down the big dance that's going to happen 
at 2.30 on Saturday, of course. Uh, we'll talk quickly. Uh, Pre-game entertainment, Kiss, we excited for that? I'm not. You're saying that looking right at me, are you, Sam? Hello, everyone. Coach Cole, everybody, well done. Now you're stuck with me for the rest of the show. (laughs) Kiss, uh, what are we going to get? We're going to be rocking and rolling all night, but then again, we're partying into the night. The lyrics aren't going to make sense on Saturday, but it'll be good to see Kiss. Yep, and halftime, as we mentioned before, Mark Seymour. The grand final sprint, uh, which Adam Miller sent a message this year. He'd been a part of the show this year. And he mentioned, do you remember when the, when the sprint? Because uh, I actually haven't announced the, the runners yet from each team. Uh, but uh, one year they had cab drivers <laughs> racing <laughs> oh, each yes. other. They actually <laughs> so won. Funny. The yeah. cab rider actually won. Yeah. Yeah. that one. Yes. Really? Wow, that was amazing. (laughs) Not as quick as... (laughs) Yeah, now it's just a Colgate smile, so that's not great. Uh, The umpires for the grand final, Hayden, Gavin, Simon Meredith, Matt Stevick and Robert Finlay are the grand final field umpires. It's Stevick's 11th grand final and Meredith's 7th, while Gavin and Finlay will make their grand final debut. So it's always a big day for the umpires as well on the big stage. Uh, Always exciting for them. Um... And last bit here before... No? Okay. We will still... We'll get straight into... And, of course, we'll start with the home team here. Collingwood. So we're looking at the Pies first and uh, their road to the grand final. Jerry, what are some of the, the standout games, before we get to their finals run, what were some of the standout games during the home and away season? Yeah, there's been a few. So obviously um, Collingwood, they won 18 games this year, lost five times, percentage of 127. So a killer team this year, obviously finishing as minor premiers. So three games I've picked out here is Anzac Day when they beat Essendon. So once again, they were down by five goals during um, the third quarter and then they marched their way back. Nick Dacos kicked two and had 40 touches, side bottom 30 and a goal. Yeah, they were instrumental that day. And then come round 15, you know, bit bit tired, but Pies still managed to defeat the Crows by two points at the MCG. Um, Dacos, once again, before he got injured, a goal and 37 touches. Mitchell... 1-27, and 27. it's all in that midfield. And then Cox and Elliott combined with two. And then you quickly go to that power game. They managed to beat another Adelaide team by two points at Adelaide Oval. That was tough. Pendlebury, one o'clock, kicking, you know, a goal, 28 touches, side bottom again. So it's all about that mid and the forward pressure that Collingwood brings. I've got to be honest here, and Jason has been very bullish on Collingwood all year, even when I questioned some of them their performances, uh, they really stood true and uh, have been honestly one of the best teams of the year. Yet their finish probably wasn't as good at the end of the home and away campaign, not good, but didn't really affect them too much during the final series. Absolutely what? Yeah. not. What I want to support Jerry's point on is uh, the, the comeback king narrative around Collingwood 
kind of got solidified and stopped becoming a 2022 exclusive after the Anzac Day win and the following week against Adelaide at the Adelaide Oval. In fact, some of the best games of the year came between the Pies and the Crows. Uh, and weirdly, however, though, Jerry, their main losses came to the Brisbane Lions, which makes this grand final all the more interesting. Yes. What are your thoughts? Well, the last time they met... Uh, round 23, Brisbane defeated Collingwood by 24 points, 100 to 124 at Marvel Stadium. That's that the day, caveat there, Sam. Yes. To be fair, uh, Dacos and Darcy Moore weren't playing that game. So True. those are okay. huge losses. If you took Andrews and Lockie Neal out, that would be huge. Uh, that day, uh, it was Charlie Cameron with four goals, Eric Hipwood and Joe Danaher with two, Cam Rayner, Zach Bailey and Calamar Chi uh, with two, sorry. Uh, and... Uh, Collingwood has got uh, three goals from Jamie Elliott, Brody Majek, two, and Daniel McStay, Jeremy Howe. Um, and uh, disposals-wise, uh, Brisbane leading with Lockie Neal, 31, Connor McKenna, 26, Josh Dunkley, 25. Um, and Collingwood-wise, Pendlebury with 31, Tom Mitchell, 26, Josh Dacos, uh, 24. So, um, and then the other side to that, also met in round four, uh, Brisbane defeated Collingwood by 33. So they actually haven't beaten them uh, since 2019. That's how long the stretch of this uh, kind of impact goes, really? which is very, very interesting. Um, and they've not played on the G uh, for a couple of years. Um, what a way to bring that back. A lot. Not 2017 was the last time they played at the MCG. And being the two best sides of the year, Jerry, it was a very even uh, even game, at least on a statistical level, especially at that Marvel game. Very even statistically across the board. 96 marks. How, and while being beaten in tackles, the line 76 to 60s, nine of those tackles came inside 50 versus five, which demonstrates just their forward pressure across the entire year. This Collingwood, yeah. And to add on that, in that second game at, um, in Melbourne, Collingwood had plus five in marks inside 50, 17 and 12. So it shows both sides can play. And Charlie Cameron, I reckon, is something Maynard needs to watch out for if he's going to play on him. So he's kicked 10 goals in the two games they played in the home and away season. So, yeah, watch out there. Both teams have firepower. It just comes down to who wins a contested footy and so forth. Uh, yes, the road to the grand final. We'll look at Collingwood's run uh, in the final series. So first up, they play the quali qualifying final. Uh, against Melbourne, 9-6-60 to 7-11-53, seven points, victors, uh, the Magpies. And that uh, that game, though, it was very contested, but uh, I think their uh, defensive prowess and I think a standout in that game and probably both finals was uh, Quainor. I think a really, really pivotal moment for their defence-wise. And also Taylor Adams, who really set the tone in the midfield against Melbourne, but unfortunately him and McStay will not be playing. Yep. And then the other final they play, the massive prelim final, uh, by a point, 8-10-58, the Pies to the Giants, 8-9-57. It really was a giant scare. Uh, I mean, let's be honest here. I, th I think the Giants could have won it, but uh, they were very... Well, they had their chances. It certainly proves that Collingwood is such a complete package where... I think it was Sam that uh, mentioned during the home and away season that they sometimes feel like a barrage or a stampede of horses charging at an opposition side. But what their greatest strength is their ability to defend someone like a Darcy Moore or an Isaac Quayne, who I don't think has left single digits in losing one-on-one -on -one contests throughout the entire year. Probably one of the most underrated pie in the side, along with Maynard with his 
uh, with these long bombs off halfback. Their launch off halfback and to create this front, uh, this forward pressure is astounding, Jerry. And yeah, Luke. and with that Collingwood prelim, I think the player of that game was Jordan Degoe. So he had 44 touches, or 34, sorry, 17 contested. And in saying that, he's a pressure player, 23 pressure acts. That's very hard to do considering finals footy. And if he can bring that out on Saturday, it will be very dangerous to Collingwood. And if they weren't able to control the ball, Liam, all they really need to do was just lock it in and win it at the stoppage. And they've got great stoppage players to perform that. And also last week, Jack Chris got 19 disposals in one goal. Doesn't sound that good, but he was instrumental in their win. And they really need him firing if they want to win the game. Any other standout players for the final series from the Pies that just really stuck out? Well, I think just on Quainer. So he played on Charlie Cameron last time they played in round 23. Cameron kicked four goals. So whether they put Maynard on him or not, someone has to go to Cameron Rayner as well. And that's, that's the, one of the reasons why Brisbane Lions forward line, that's how they're so good. Jace, any last things on Collingwood before we move on from them? Uh, I think Liam summed it up, really. Uh, Collingwood, I, yes, I, I am going to be a bit silly and say yes, they were the team to beat. Uh, it, they launch off half-back, and I think the counter-attack from Brisbane is what's going to make it such a fun little fun contest on Saturday. And uh, don't be surprised that if both sides exercise the corridor, because that's their greatest strength, Sam. Yeah, the, the chaos game is Collingwood's, um, which, which I think probably when we talk about Brisbane more, they're a little bit more controlled. And Brisbane I think, control the game mostly yeah. from their defensive half, though. Uh, They'll take the intercept. Fun fact here, not so fun for Pies fans, but their last grand final appearance was 2018 uh, against West Coast. The loss there, and Brisbane's last appearance goes all the way back to 2004 in their Port Adelaide loss. Uh, but, of course, they won 3-2 and two before that. Uh, with the, the Pies. that would have occurred had they won it in 2004, Hayes, Liam and Jerry. Yeah, well, I don't remember any of it because I was two weeks old, so... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Showing our age on the sports team. Time to well. talk now about Brisbane. And I'm sure uh, there'll be plenty of uh, old Fitzroy fans as well, uh, being a massive part of uh, Melbourne previously. Um, uh, I, don't, I think they'll get a decent crowd. Uh, it's going to be the precedent hard was set. A lot of the Fitzroy faithful came out in droves during their finals run uh, 12 in the 2022 final series. Sam and Liam. Yes. Uh, let's look at their road to the grand final. Jerry, what are some of the home and away games for Brisbane that really stood out? Yeah, so there's obviously four. We might start with um, the two games that Brisbane and Collingwood did play. So Brisbane won both. Um, the first one was at the Gabba, won by five goals pretty comfortably. Um, obviously playing there, Cameron, Charlie kicked six goals, one. Rayner, four goals. So that's very tough. But Majacek still proved strong, three goals, one for Collingwood. Hipple chipped in, Danaher, Hill all had like two goals each. 
Um, and with that midfield, Dacos did dominate with two goals and 38 touches, um, and Pendles, Maynard, Dunkley. But I think with that, the Lions were too strong in terms of centre clearances. So they had 46 to 37, plus nine, and with stoppage, purely plus 12. So um, aside from that, Collingwood do look pretty strong with um, plus 42 uncontested possession. So they let Nick Dacos run right in that game as well. And then also Collingwood had 20 more tackles. So both teams are very strong in different aspects of the game. Liam, in your observations, what do you, how do you observe Brisbane defeating Collingwood in the home and away season? How do you think they would manage to achieve that when most of the clubs couldn't? Well, just on their um, MCG record, sorry, Jason, <laughs> under Chris Fagan, they've won one game and ten losses. So that's not great. And their last game at the G was against Melbourne. But it was where, a final. Yep, where Jake Mulcham kicked the winning goal. So. Yeah, I, I think the hooter goes away when you win a final. I feel okay. like that's enough for I'm it to go I'm with Sam away. there. One win in ten, though. It, it it's not great, is it? On they paper. won it when it counted, though, Liam. Yeah, I, I, think, I think grand finals are a different stage. Uh, but, but how have you seen Brisbane overall? Because they've just... They've almost been the... I, I know they've been up in the top four all year, but I, I think a lot of us got focused in a lot of... Well, it's been such an even year, but I, I think... Uh, People maybe forgot about Brisbane or underestimated them just because they've been in this position so many times yeah, and been ineffective. They've sort of flown under the radar a little bit, and I think that's a good thing. Um, and I think dropping Daniel Rich and Jack Gunston mid-year and putting Connor McKenna and giving the keys to Kadeen Coleman just showed how what a great decision it was. And um, I think it was a right decision, and that's... What they've had to do, they've had to make brave decisions and their forward line on paper is the strongest out of any team in the competition. Uh, what were some standout games for you, if you've got any more? Uh, I don't think Coach Cole would disagree with the idea of that. Uh, well, one of the old coaches saying is that you learn the most from your losses and that one-point loss against Melbourne, you learn the most from mm. them because it, despite it being a one-point loss, the bigger picture is, is that later on after that, they took a win over the Cats at the Gabba a 16-point win against the Swans, the grand finals from the year before. And not only that, they also defeated the Saints in a close game and Frio at, in Perth in a close game. So they were able to refine, and this is a demonstration of their experience and the maturity that they've had from all the years of heartbreak and even some of the, I guess, gettable wins that they could have gotten or curse-breaking games that they fell short for. It only just resulted in growth and maturity for the, for the Lions. The forward line dominance, uh, and uh, I've been one to criticise Joe Danaher myself plenty of times uh, as being an overrated player, but he's shown in the last couple of weeks and this year he's been pretty consistent, which has been one of his biggest and problems. And he's been playing more ruck time, hasn't he? He's been up the ground a little bit more. Hipwood stays down, um, you know, deep, I should say, and then he's been really good. He Very unlucky to not make the All-Australian team. OK, so their finals run now, their first final, their qualifying final against Port Adelaide. They won by 48 points in the end. Wasn't great for a neutral viewing. 19-9, 123 to the power, 11-9, 75. Um, it wants, do I have the right game? <laughs> I hope I do. Well, either way, Brisbane's win yes. at the Gabba against Port Adelaide was probably the most professional performance that the Brisbane yep. Lions put on. McCluggage with 26 disposals, Danaher 5 goals, 1, Rainer 3-1, Jasper Fletcher 3-1, Cam Charlie Cameron, they played the John Denver twice for 2 goals, ah. 1. Major ball winners, uh, and yeah, 
really the only, again, I think we said it at the time, that the main uh, takeaway for Port Adelaide's performance was Ollie Lord's four goals because it was just all Brisbane. And to Liam's point, Keaton Coleman has just reached a brand new level in that particular game. 19 disposals for 477 metres gained and six marks to Harris Andrews. They lock it up in the halfback. They slow the game down and then they launch Reset. the attack with the with the long bombs of the halfbacks. They have a great running halfback line. Port in that game had plenty of chances to come back and surge and, and their passing was really good, but it was amazing. The res- resilience from Brisbane to quash that. It was um, just a 20-minute period, really, where yeah. they got on top in the third quarter. Yeah, so, yeah, over. Cam Rayner was fantastic get that game. Yeah, forward conversion, right? They're probably one of the highest-scoring teams in the league. I, I don't have that stat here, but I'm sure they probably... Up at least in yeah. the top three. Well, their percentage was 123 yeah. compared to Collingwood's 27. So, especially strong. at the Gabba, and yeah. I, I think we're going to hear some fancying Country Road maybe at the Geon because they're going to so. sting. It's going to be very powerful I certainly for their hope crowd. So, because that will be one of the great at- atmospheric moments of the MCG, uh, at least in recent Grand Final history. Uh, uh, it also says something about the depth of your forward line when a small forward pocket is in the in the I guess talks for the Coleman Medal. He was ranking high, Charlie Cameron. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, the game, the next game we're about to talk about, it, it wasn't that great. Uh, and he did have a period during the year where he lost his confidence a bit. Uh, I think he had a clash with Dustin Martin uh, midway through the season, lost a tooth or something, he had to have a week mm. out. He's waiting until November to get them replaced. Yeah. Uh, but he is definitely a barometer for them if he can get going and uh, the crowd would be roaring. I was speaking to a Carlton fan who went to the game at the Gabba we're about to talk about now in the prelim uh, and said how under doesn't really translate on TV how powerful the crowd and, and the music that they're using uh, is at the Gabba to make it such a fortress uh, when they're all singing. But it makes sense. Uh, like, um, I mean, I follow Premier League and football and the, the singing's very powerful and the atmosphere and that kind of thing. So that can be very massive. We'll see if they bring it to the G. But yes, their prelim final, 11-13-79 to 9-6, uh, sorry, 9-9-63. Carlton 16 points in the end. Uh, but I think, to be honest, and I'm saying this is a, uh, a Carlton fan, Brisbane had that game in control in second, third and fourth quarter. Uh, the Blues had the first quarter, but they had everything else from that point and, on. And that was down to centre clearances. So when the Blues were on top in the first quarter, they let the centre clearances 5-1. And when the Lions got on top again in the second term, they won the centre clearances 5-1. So that's going to be huge that midfield battle on grand final day. It wasn't even just uh, centre clearances, Liam. It was also just general clearances. It was 44 clearances to the Lions, to the Blues, 30, as well as 32 stoppage clearances to 21 Carlton. They are machines in, in and stoppage. And that's a big question of ta- do we tag Lockie Neal and does Jordan Goey get tagged by Josh Dunkley as well? Yeah, I think it's really good you're talking about the attack, but don't get me wrong, the Brisbane defence, as we said, is very good. Jared Berry is an inside midfielder, had 24 touches, but 62% of the time he was in that defensive half laying tackles. Kitten Coleman, as we said, 86% disposal efficiency off halfback. He's got a bullet left foot. 627 metres gained Similar to Luke Hodge um, back in the day. And then you had Connor McKenna and Ryan Lester off halfback, both contributing goal scoring wise. And that's what Carlton couldn't do. And that's what um, GWS couldn't do there, which... Collingwood and Brisbane both can do off their half-back, so very good viewing Saturday. Who has the the greater depth in terms of uh, individual goal kickers between Brisbane and Collingwood, you reckon, Jerry? I reckon Brisbane with their forward line, you've got um, the main man, Danaher, if he's on fire, he can 
crack a few goals. Charlie Cameron, small forward, hippled as well. You got Zach Bailey playing that, you know, sweeper role in the midfield comes in small forward. Whereas Collingwood's got Marchek as their main full forward, and then you've got Bobby Hill who can kick goals, and then from there a bit unsure. John Johnson is you know back and forth, and McCurry as well as pressure forward. So Brisbane have a better forward line, and that's worse with uh, Dan McStay out. So Billy Frampton will come back in. Whether he goes on, Harris Andrews will find out. Uh, and it also is the first time since 2014 that first and second have made the grand final. So surely, surely in that reason we have uh, hopefully a uh, very, very exciting grand final. Because let's be honest, no one likes a blowout grand final unless you are following the team that is in front. <laughs> uh, it is a disappointing view for the rest of the world. Uh, but when we come back, so yes... Uh, the road to the grand final for both of them. It's been a tough road, but uh, the two best teams a are in it. tough road, but they've been the standard bearer. Yep, been in control all year, so we probably probably shouldn't be too surprised this is the grand final uh, ahead. When we come back, we'll talk about the teams. The lineups are out, um, and we'll give some of our early predictions for the big dance between Collingwood and Brisbane at the MCG. This is the Sports Desk Grand Final Show. Last one standing, McKenna. Um, and of course, the lyrics written by that by Dennis Committee, if you didn't know that. Uh, oh, wow. Former football commentator. Jack of all trades. Uh, and then in there before that, we heard, uh, of course, One Day in September by the famous Mike Brady. And, and I wonder what they're going to do in 50 years. <laughs> are we going to have an AI hologram of Mike Brady or, that, or are we going to put him in one of those cryogenic freezers well, and roll him we, out? Well, how well, are we like supposed how... to kick off the grand final, Sam? <laughs> well, it'll be a shame because... Uh, I'm, Up there I mean, this is his one Christmas. day in September. It's exactly. his big payday grand final. Remember <laughs> when we were at the footy festival last year, Sam? We got to yes. see him play it live. That was yes. good fun. It was very good. Uh, great stuff there. All right, time for our final bit of predictions here. Uh, before we get to that, though, uh, the Cup Ambassadors. So if Collingwood win, Peter Moore will have the special privilege of presenting the Cup to his own son, Darcy, as well as Coach Craig and Cray. If the Brisbane Lions win, Lee Matthews will bring out the Cup to Coach Chris Fagan and one of the co-captains expected to be Lockie Neal. Uh, and then the Norm Smith will be handed over by former Carlton and West Coast champion Chris Judd. Uh, and then uh, three-time Premiership player, uh, Essendon Premiership player and dual flag winning coach of Geelong, Mark Bomber-Thompson, will present the Jock McHale uh, medal to the winning coach. Uh, weather update, which we don't normally do, it will be a top of 28 on grand final day a very very warm it's hottest grand final since 2015 that hit 30 that grand final Mm. Uh, so very warm uh, which may sway our predictions here Uh, but I'll start off with Jerry Uh, what are your kind of overall thoughts your margin and a Norm Smith overall thoughts yeah well obviously um, Brisbane did beat Collingwood twice both home and away Um, so I reckon they'll make it free and make it uh, 20th anniversary since 03 beating Collingwood. It's going to happen again in 2023. The line's by 13 points for me. And Norm Smith, I think Joe Danaher is going to have an absolute cracker. He'll kick a few goals, um, best on ground. So, Brisbane for me. Liam? Oh, you can make a case for both teams. I think Collingwood at home, I think the home ground advantage is huge. And in front of their massive fan base, 
Oh, the forward line is a big issue for Collingwood in terms of you know putting on a player on Cameron. I think that's going to be huge. Jack Payne, though, that's a huge loss. So I think Collingwood will win by 20 points. And I think Jordan Degoe, he's a finals player, and I think he'll be the Norm Smith medalist. Uh, Jason? I've tried so hard. I got this far. I've got to stick to the bit till the bitter end, even though it's going to be a razzle-dazzle contest. It's going to be a ring-a-ding. Ring-a-ding-ding contest, I say. Everybody. Yes. Uh, Collingwood by 13. Uh, either Dacos or Dugowie, Norm Smith medal. However, if Brisbane win it, I reckon you could be looking at, say, a Zach Bailey getting the Norm Smith, I would say. Uh, before I do mine, the teams here, Billy Framdom in, of course, out. Daniel McStay and Patrick Lipinski has been admitted. Brisbane Lions uh, made no changes except Jared Lyons comes out as the sub. One more uh, before so you tip. The What's your take on that, Sam? No change. Um, I think it's good. I think if you're confident enough in your team, um, sometimes stick with the winning formula if it works. Jackson Payne, huge loss. He's been a rock down back. And yep. I would, I'm not surprised about Pat Lipinski. He wasn't, he wasn't very good. No, very fumbly. Uh, my tip, uh, I think... Um, will be the Lions, of course. I think the Heat's going to favour them, and they've been so good all year. They haven't been able to topple the Lions, Collingwood. Uh, so I think that's going to be a mental factor as well. Um, and probably be more balanced crowd than you think. I, th- I think they'll get a fair few Lions, hopefully. Um, and then for the Norm Smith, I'm going to go Josh Dunkley. Ooh, very good pick. Very good pick. And the margin's probably going to be... It'll be close. I reckon 12 points. Uh, but it's going to be a shootout. Shootout affair. I will yeah. say, though, we haven't had a chance to do this. So just in case there are people at home listening to the show right now and that we've said something silly, I think it's most appropriate that at least on this grand final show, we at least do one of them. Stand by, there everybody. You go, there you go, mate. Yeah. There we go, the famous chicken. But I think oh, that was... is on behalf of all the listeners who thought we have just spoke some utter nonsense in those predictions. Yeah, that was for you, everyone. We haven't chickened <laughs> anything for a while, so hopefully our predictions haven't been too uh, well, outrageous. Two people back in Brisbane, two people calling them, so. All right. Well, we'll be back on Monday to review the big dance at 5 p.m. Uh, of course, you can catch the podcast, social media. Thanks to the Mount View Hotel in Richmond uh, and everyone who's come down to see the show. It's been massive. been something I wanted to do for a long time, a grand final show, because it's been such a special, special week. But that is us done. I've been Sam N. Hennett, Jerry and G, Liam Cole, Liam Cole Jason is on Evans, the left of you, and oh my god, and Coach Cole. Thanks to Coach Thank Cole for joining Cole. us, Coach. and to Jimmy Worth, Cooper Watkins, and uh, all the other Adam people Miller. have taken part. Adam Miller for Adam taking Miller. part in the show throughout the right. season. Thank you. That's us done. We'll see you very, very soon. This has been the Sports Desk on Sid. reviews and previews this AFL season, listen to the Sports Desk, live Fridays and Mondays 5pm on SIN, 90.7 FM, and on syn.org.au. This is SIN, where young people run the show.